Discovery's four computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. Three, two, one, zero, zero, seven, and liftoff. Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of the Gadget Cast. My name is Gregory McFadden, joined always by my co-host, Travis M.C.P. Space travel. And hits it right on the mark. I know Greg starts to rub his nipples every time he gets that right, because it's, it's kind of hard. <laughs> he, he got it. He got it, though. He nailed it. Good. I like the cadence that you yes. have. The cadence is good. Yes. Uh, you're doing good things with that, Greg. Uh, yes. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing well. It's been very hectic, I think. Uh for both of us probably mm-hmm. uh, working on tons of videos and just a lot of personal life stuff too. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. So, and then last week we had the mega show super show. If you didn't listen to that, uh, please do. It was a real treat. We had on Renee Ritchie, Luke Miani and Gary, the everyday dad, you know, Gary gets a special title, which is kind of cool, but we had all <laughs> them on. It actually went a lot better than like, I think we both expected. Cause I, mm-hmm. I, I kind of wanted to do that super show. Cause I think, I mean, they all they all did have excellent points on those new M1 Max, and I really wanted to bring in the expertise there uh, for people. And I think that went over really well, and especially in the after show and all that stuff, answering questions. Really great show. And, uh, you know, before the show, Travis was like, you know, that's a lot of people. You think you can handle this? And I'm like, oh, can I handle it? I, I don't know. <laughs> I got, you know, I'm like, uh, maybe. We'll see how it goes. But I think it went over really well. And yeah. uh, if you didn't listen to that show, go do it. It was really good. Yeah. Really well handled, man. You did a great job. And uh, I think it went off really well. Lots of information there. I actually, um, I was talking to someone, a friend, <clears throat> and uh, they were asking like, well, what should I, what M1 Max should I get? I was like, here, just listen to this podcast. Like literally <laughs> your your questions are going to be answered in the nth, to the nth degree. Like it was really, really well done. And, and there still are questions about it because, you know, uh, and I know that you have your video that you just came out with talking about the next mm. version which is important. I saw that um, good friend of the show, CJ from CJ Knows Tech, who I think he's changed the channel to CJ Unleashed, had an interesting video today. Um, I'm starting to see a little bit more of this where the MacBook Pro did not be his 20, his his 16-inch MacBook in a render test. And then I also saw Emilio Takas, who's a you know good friend, who did a, he just got his Mac mini. And while it did well, it like it rendered in more than real time, which is shorter, which is longer than what a lot of these other videos are being. In the case of CJ, I would say to him, I would say, yeah, but this isn't the high-end Mac Pro. Right. So the 16 inch is the high-end Mac Pro. So technically it's not fair. I think what he was doing, which is fair, is that a lot of people were saying, oh, it's even better than that. And maybe in some instances it is, certainly for the power draw, the fans and stuff like that, um, it totally is. But yeah, from a performance standpoint, it shouldn't be better. The fact that it's even yeah. fighting it at all is is amazing. But in Emilio's sense, um, it's really interesting <clears throat> because he did a 4K 10-minute video that took like 12 minutes to render, which is um, unusual considering most people are showing substantially. Are, are you using your Mac Mini at all? Uh, yeah, I, I've been using the Mac Mini. Yeah, so did you do a render test at all to see like what you could get out of it or...? Yeah, so I did a 4K export, uh, no render done, no pre-render. And it was a 10 minute 4K file. Granted, I don't, you know, it's it, these are hard, right? People use different cameras. People using yeah. different codecs. Uh, yes, but I was did. using the Sony footage, and that took like 
I'm going to say three minutes and 12 seconds, if I remember correctly, to do. Good Lord. Uh, when I did that on my 2019 iMac, that took six minutes and 28 seconds or something like that. So, and this is like a, this is specked out to the gills. Like it's like a $4,000 iMac. Um, yeah. So I'm seeing really impressive results with, with my stuff. But again, uh, that's in Final Cut. That's with certain footage. It's so, it, when you get into the professional world, people can have like a bunch of different things thrown in the mix. Maybe they're mm -hmm. using more graphics and stuff than me. That's kind of, you know, maybe like their dedicated GPUs doing a little bit more work there. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to get a concrete answer. But I think you kind of hit the point of like, these are like entry level machines. Like they really shouldn't be beating the maxed out models. And they're not, they're not like, you know, it's kind of like joking because they are really good. It's almost tempting to be like, oh my God, it's magic. They're not magic. They're not going to somehow pull ahead of like a Mac Pro in some instances and all that stuff. Uh, but I think the real takeaway here is they are really powerful for the machines they're replacing. And even if they don't beat out your like 16 inch MacBook Pro, it's almost tempting just to switch because of the battery life and how like efficient these machines run. Like there's a lot of other benefits besides power in these machines. Uh, I know I know us, you know, the, the people who are doing like video stuff on it, it's like, oh, the raw power, the raw power. For most people, people they're just be like, oh my God, the battery lasts forever. And yep. I never heard the fan turn on once. Yep, a hundred percent. And I'll be honest, twice this week, two or three times this week, I had the Mac mini in my, uh, in my order thing. I actually ordered it once. I canceled it in 15 minutes because I, I, I try to talk myself down. But the re one of the main reasons I haven't ordered the Mac, there's a couple of reasons why I haven't ordered the Mac Mini. First, I don't really need it, although I'm very interested. Um, but I'm really interested because it's $700, but I realize that I really need to get 16 gigs, in which case it's not $600. It's more like 1000 At that point, I'm a little bit more skittish. Um, and you can't get the Mac Mini 16 gig on Amazon, which is important to me for various reasons. Uh, you have to get it from Apple and right now as it stands right now You've got to wait until almost January to get the 16 gig version of the Mac mini So I would have to settle for the 8 gig if I wanted to which is not necessarily a bad thing However, one of the things that actually had me worried was at idle um, I saw that um, Amelia was talking about in his video that at idle the Mac mini was using 7 point something gigs Straight up and that worried me. I'm like, whoa that's a lot right off the bat. That leaves no real headroom. So I was immediately thinking, okay, well, 16 gig. I'm not worried about storage because, you know, that's easy to, to solve. Uh, but you can't solve the, the RAM issue. It's it's soldered on. So you have to make that decision. You don't have to make the storage decision, but you have to make the RAM <clears throat> decision. Yeah. Uh, that seems that seems very high for idle RAM usage. Uh, that's one of the first things I tested out because it was called unified memory. You know, it was kind of like, well, does this work the same way as RAM? It, it kind of does. Uh, it's pretty much RAM, right? But uh, yeah, when I tested out, I, I wasn't, get, I think it was like two gigs idle and stuff well, like that. So in, in fairness, I believe it was when he had Final Cut open, but not, not really doing anything else. Having said that, that is one of the use cases I would potentially be having yeah. is with so, Final Cut open. So. Now, well, I can give you real world stuff. Okay. Uh, listen, it's Let's still eight gigabytes. It's not gonna magic, you know, no matter what Apple did with their silicon, it's not gonna be able to magically uh, ramp up if you need it higher. Uh, with yeah. Final Cut, again, using my Sony footage, um, I would say as long as the project is around like 10 minutes, I don't really see any issues. Now that's like most YouTube videos or like 10 minute videos, right? Um, maybe a little bit longer, maybe a little bit shorter. For those types of clips, 4K, 10 minutes, 
Uh, really no issues in my timeline. With that being said, if I go over 10 minutes, there's times where I will notice some slowdowns, uh, the, occasion, the occasional like it's swapping RAM with the hard drive, so a little bit of beach ball, but still pretty impressive given, given the price point of these systems. Uh, but I would say for anyone who do, does wanna do 4K video editing, if your projects are longer than 10 minutes, um, I would recommend a 16 gigabyte version. I would probably, any video editor, I'd probably just recommend 16 gigabytes, but if you do like short videos, you can get by with eight gigabytes for sure. Yeah, I think um, uh, that was my only concern. Um, and at first it wasn't a concern at all. I was thinking storage, but then I realized that you can obviously add that through you know, USB-C and everything. So um, yeah, it's interesting, interesting thought. By the way, and I'm checking this right now, I got a text earlier and I saw, it's so funny because this was in the news just the other day and I'm like, welcome to my world. And then it happened. Um, Xfinity is going around and telling everyone, at least more states, uh, that they are capping that, you know, they're capping to 1.2 terabytes per use per month usage. I actually got a text earlier today that I went over for the second time this year. Um, I don't typically go over, I'm actually trying to figure out. So if I have my courtesy, they give you two months of courtesy where they don't charge you. Um, they're going to waive my overage fees as your company month for the next 12 months. So this is my, I got, I got 12 more months before I can go over again. So now I got to go, and then otherwise it's $10 for 50 gigs, which is, um, you know, listen, I get it. They need to kind of, they need to pay attention to how much people are using their services, but good goobly goo. I'm not, I, I have to think the only thing that is causing me to go over on my internet usage was this the Xbox Series X, which we'll, we can start talking about that and stuff. I think downloading a couple games, I think, but I don't remember downloading that many games. I I think yeah. that is what pushed me over. I think data caps are the <clears> biggest, <throat> I don't want to say a curse word, but it's the biggest <clears throat> B and S ever. <laughs> uh, like, ask, ask your internet company, how much does it cost to transport a gigabyte of data? They won't be able to answer that. They can't give you the raw cost of how much it, it takes to transfer data. Um, 1.2 terabytes. I, I remember reading through some like Twitter thread of where like someone was complaining about this and like the customer response to it was just awful. Whoever was doing customer service on Twitter, it's like 1.2 terabytes is a lot of data and it wouldn't be fair if we charge uh, all customers the same and only 95% of customers actually go over this limit. Now, listen, I think overage things are again, that word, um, I, I don't think they should exist. But even if they do exist, how are you gonna charge $10 for 50 gigabytes more? Like at least be like, all right, $10 for 500 more gigabytes. Because depending on the internet plan, it, it just doesn't add up to me. Like how is, like all of a sudden you're spending, you're gonna be spending more of your internet plan if you go over like 500 gigs than you would if you just paid for the one terabyte. So it really doesn't make sense to me how, how they yeah. come up with these data caps. I'm going to have to figure out how much more it is for unlimited. I just looked at my last four months and uh, the last, since August, August, September, October, we're all at like one terabyte, which is amazing to me. Cause I'm like, I, I stream, um, I stream, <laughs> I streamed, um, stuff on obviously TV and 4k. But the thing is I stream mostly YouTube, which is not 4k. I'm not streaming 4k YouTube. So I know that I upload some of my videos, which are not that big. I'm just trying to figure out how the heck am I using one terabyte a month? 
I, I not too long ago added some more IP cameras. It's kind of crazy. You have been charged $10 for additional data provided your usage. I thought they said I weren't giving me that. Listen, I don't know what to say. They, this overage thing, at one point it was a one terabyte. They added the extra 200 gigabytes not that long ago. So I was thankful for that. But the fact that I was hitting one terabyte for the last couple of months is, is kind of crazy. Um, I don't know what, it, what leave us an, an email or a voice message. Do you even know if you have a overage limit with your internet provider? If you do let us know what it is. And if you ever gone over it, what are they charging you? Is it Xfinity? What do you think about that? It's so crazy. Um, it's such a weird thing to have to worry about, especially now that we're all, and you know what, with this pandemic happening and we're all being closed back into our houses again, we're having to use our internet even more, like yeah. even more than ever before. Like California, I think starting tomorrow, Monday, depending on when you listen to this is, is a stay home order. It's like, it's like one of the worst. It's like, don't go anywhere type order. So it's nuts, man. Yes. Uh, I am so thankful to live where mm -hmm. I live and get free plug Verizon Fios no data caps, gigabit up and down. So thank you, Verizon. Keep doing that. Uh, I wish I had I will, that in my area. I will say nice things about you for the rest of my life if you keep doing that. Please, no data caps. I will. I will go berserk. It's that you know. I need. To, I wanted to get Verizon, but I can't because it's just not in my area. I'm gonna look again though because after this is, this is shenanigans. I just looked at and over the last couple of months, I've been very close to one terabyte, which means if I do anything unusual like the new game comes out and I want to download it, it's it's a wrap. I'm over. So, and it's not like $10 or $15, $20, whatever's going to, you know, destroy my bank account. It's not. But at some point it's like, I don't want to have to even think about it. Like, I don't want to know about that. I'm not trying to worry about that. So yeah. What is like call of duty? It's like a hundred gigabytes over. Oh, so Lord. it's like, and that's the thing is uh, just based on my normal usage, just looking what I saw any game like that would put me over for the month, just one game. So and I still don't understand what the hell is. I feel like there's a leaky faucet in here, a leaky internet faucet. I got to take a look at my router and see what the heck is going on because is there, is there any option to pay for like unlimited or it's just like, nah. I, I think so. I'm going to look for it. I'm going to look into it. Ironically. Um, when I was looking to, to get business internet, it was actually slower and more expensive than the, the faster home internet. So I ended up getting the home internet one instead. Um, so I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to look into that because to me, that's uh, that's shenanigans. It's terrible, terrible, terrible. You know, I feel like, you know, I, I guess I could tell a story on GadgetCast. Where else am I, gonna, am I gonna tell it? At one point, I was strongly considering getting a studio for myself, a dedicated studio space, uh, and I was gonna, you know, rent it out somewhere at a business. Um, I, I think I talked about this at one point at GadgetCast. It was like the same space that like uh, MKBHD uses, like the same studio. Oh, is it? Area. Is oh, it yeah. really? Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. It's it's like this big studio <laughs> by me. So I was like gonna go use it. And I was like, um, oh man, this, it was, it was a really cool place. Uh, like, like, uh, that, that place where like, uh, Marquez does like his like roof shots. Like I went up top there and, and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, can I use this for like video stuff? And they're like, oh yeah, of course you can. I'm like, I know I could cause I see Marquez do it all the time. <laughs> uh, but like, I was looking at this place, the prices were reasonable for like renting out a studio there. Um, so I was like, I was like really into it. And, I was like getting ready to like sign like this lease to like get like this dedicated studio space. Thank God I didn't, by the way, because this was like pre pandemic. Like, I, like if I rented that out, like I wouldn't be able to go there. Like I would be like, oh man. <laughs> How <laughs> like, far I'd away is it from like, your place? I'd probably be paying month. What? How, How far, far is it from your place? It's like 15 minutes. It's oh, close. Okay. So I, I'd probably be paying for it and not going. So 
It's a good thing I didn't. But the reason why I didn't get the place was the internet. Oh man, uh, they were they were like trying to like pull something on me. They're like, okay, if you want one port enabled, it's like fifty dollars, and it's like twenty five megabits. And I'm like, twenty five <laughs> megabits, one one port. All right. Yeah. And you can only have like five devices connected to it. I'm like, I can only have five devices. Like there's like all like these like limits. And like, if you wanted to like raise the devices, it went up. And I was like, just give me like the data and I'll connect as many devices as I want. Like there's all these like weird limitations and I just didn't want to deal with that. And I'm like, all right, I'm good. Thanks. No, thanks. So internet, man, it's important. I won't live in certain areas if there's, you know, if the internet isn't good, I'm not living there. Sorry. Everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to have Greg in your fantastic place of yeah, living. Sorry. Uh, if yeah, too bad for you. Sorry, Texas. Uh, so let's let's talk a little bit more about um well I guess should we say Apple or should we come back to Apple after we talk to the game the gaming stuff now that I'm talking about my internet going on? I think the gaming stuff is a good segue. And you know, I feel like we uh we we're very loose today. So uh, you mm-hmm. mentioned you mentioned this because you, you saw like something from your internet provider. I would like to mention uh, something my dad sent me during the show. He just texted oh. me. And I don't know why my dad sent this to me. I, I recently got like a new LG OLED TV for these new consoles that we're about to talk about. And my dad just sends me an article that says, LG OLED TVs suffer from unfixable gamma shift when variable refresh rate is enabled. So, Whoa. I don't know. Thanks. <laughs> That's terrible. Well... So there's a lot to talk about here. I can unpack some of this. Um, I, If you get one of the new consoles, one of the things you can get is 120 hertz gameplay. Now, we've talked about that on phones, but seeing it on a much bigger display for games can be pretty impactful. 60 frames per second is what most people talk about now. Mm-hmm. 120, I've never seen 120 frames per second game yet, so I don't know what the difference looks like. I assume it looks better, but I don't know. Having said that, it's not in 4K, and typically they... Depending on the game, it's not in 4K. It's usually res way down. And there's only a couple of games to support it. Um, The Xbox Series X has a really cool feature where it does variable refresh rate, which keeps some of the graphical glitches from happening when it's trying to hit 120 hertz and it can't actually hit 120 hertz, a game such as Call of Duty, although Call of Duty, from what I just watched from Digital Foundry, is doing very well. Um, But that's a feature that you should be able to enable. But it sounds like there's an issue. What's interesting is this isn't the only issue. So for HDMI 2.1, there's a there's a, a, a probably unfixable bug on um, receivers. So I use a receiver uh, for all my for my televisions for like surround sound. So you can have multiple things in like your your Xbox, your Apple TV, and that sort of thing, and it goes out to your television. Plus you get surround sound. So I use I've been using receivers for years. The sound quality is amazing. You get speakers. You get seven. I have like 7.1, and it's awesome. Right. Having said that. The 2.1 HDMI 2.1 receivers that came out this year don't work with 120 hertz Xbox Series X, and it doesn't sound like they're fixable. It's a bug in like the hardware or something crazy like that. So there's that. You got these receivers that the only way you can fix is by plugging directly in the television. Now you have some of the televisions that can't that have a bug that if you try to change them to the feature you want, you're gonna break. This is too early. We're on the cutting, bleeding edge of this technology. Take a minute to take a breath. I mean, I'm doing it. I, I could upgrade my OLED to the newer one. I'm waiting at least another year. And then I'm going to wait another year or so for a new receiver when everything is all figured out because this is what happens at the very bleeding edge. Now, having said that, that's only if you enable that feature, I assume. Right? I haven't read that that particular thing that you're talking about, Greg. Yeah, I, I haven't read it either. I just read the 
title. And I was like, what? And I got very mad. I was like, what? What do you mean unfixable? Why can't they fix it? They better be able to fix it. Everything does software updates. My Xbox controller and PlayStation controller had day one updates. I just wanted to play yep. a game. It's like plug in your controller to update it. I'm like, what? What's going on here? Why Why are the controllers getting updates now? It's too, it's too much. It's too much. But um, listen, I bought that TV specifically for next gen gaming. I was like, all right, it has 120 hertz. It ticks all the boxes. So if there's something wrong with it, I'm gonna be mad because those TVs are really expensive. Yeah, they're not cheap. They're not but, cheap. But um, I will yeah. say, even even if it doesn't work, um, I do love my OLED TV. Like I would, like I got the OLED TV just before the PS5 came out, and I was playing like PS4 games on it. And getting an OLED TV was like more of a graphical jump than yep. going from PS4 to PS5. Like, yeah. it was crazy how good. The games look so here's something else you should do um number one watch as much hdr content as you can it really is mind-blowing yes a lot of stuff on um, netflix and stuff will do that to you um if you watch uh the last season of um uh the what is it uh stranger things um mm. there's a couple dark there's a couple of really great uh, visual things there but here's what's interesting go back and watch game of thrones the episode everyone calls the dark episode i watched that entire episode when it first came out on my tv and i never noticed that it was dark in other words, I could see everything. It, did, it wasn't like artificially light either. It just could handle it. Yeah. And I didn't even know it was controversial till weeks later when people were like, oh, it's not dark. You couldn't see anything. I'm like, what are you talking about? I watched the whole thing. It wasn't a problem. You get an OLED TV, man. It fixes everything. It fixes all your problems, baby. Let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's that's pretty accurate. It fixed all my TV viewing problems. Everything looks great. I'm just hoping I never get burning or else uh, that'll be another conversation. Yeah, I haven't had that problem. Um, I, uh, I, you know, I looked at it the other day, and, and mine is still like I think it's twenty seventeen. It's one of the it's one of the earlier OLEDs. Oh, I think it's go. the uh, yeah the B B series, and uh, it's still great. It doesn't do one twenty, so that would be the reason to upgrade it. But other than that, like it's it's wonderful Dolby Vision. Like it's just a, an incredible set, and OLED's just amazing. Now there is things like Mini LED and QLED. Um, QLED is out right now. Some people say it looks better. It just depends. I think on Nah. what you're watching um but yeah i mean there's a lot of options <laughs> out there 8k now um there's a i think i saw i think what did i post the you post that a, twenty thousand dollar yeah. tv deal <laughs> no no it was a hundred thousand dollar television that's fifty thousand dollars off oh, for yeah, cyber Monday. yeah yeah so you can get that that's a that's a deal if you have mm. fifty thousand laying around somewhere uh yeah it's uh it's been it's been it's, and, it's interesting if you're Edwards already bought it he saw that deal he's like ooh, i'm jumping funny that. funny you say that i almost almost tweeted at him saying something about it but i'm like he would have just had it sent to him so <laughs> he wouldn't have had to pay for it at all so i didn't want to bother him with it i'm like come on andrew just got it sent to him for free um yeah so anyway uh to the console so what i've been doing a lot on my xbox lately i've been playing a lot of really fun games game pass is just so incredible i'm going to play games i never got a chance to play playing the the star wars game that came out this past year it's really great um just the they're the the backlog of games that i can play plus the black friday sales of games that are on like the the ability to buy games that are just stupid cheap but game pass is awesome because ea recently merged with them so you get all those ea games whether they be sports games or star all the star wars games uh ufc games like all oh, that's a football all that stuff so it's really great to have access to that but the game I'm playing that I'm having the most fun is one that I did not think I would like as much, but I'm incredibly frustrated by it. And this is something that if this was in my niche, I would make the biggest burn video ever. And that is uh, Watch Dogs Legion. Hmm. 
there is a huge bug that they're aware of, and I think it affects both systems. It's certainly affecting me, where the damn thing won't save. There's oh. times where it just plain won't save, and you can play for hours in that game. I've lost probably a total of three hours in that game. Oh, no. no. Off messed My up saves. My time's too valuable. I'm done. Bro, how, do, how does that get... How does it get past Q&A? Uh, how does a quality assurance person play that game for any length of time, turn it off, come back on, and realize that everything they just did doesn't work, and then pass that? It is absolutely... I am upset by this because I'm actually liking the game a lot more than I thought. Well, I'm getting obsessed, but I can't play it. I'm waiting till the patch comes out, which they say is going to be in December. And I'm like, bro, I, I, I want to play this now. I bought it now because Cyberpunk's coming out in a couple of weeks. I don't think I'm going to play it right on release because... They're, they say they're going to update it for the next-gen consoles more next year, and I'm thinking about just waiting until that happens and then just playing the experience that way. Now, I know that graphically it'll even be better now um, than like the, the base series Xbox and stuff, and it'll still look really good, but if they're going to do something extra, I'll just wait for it, to me, to be honest. And plus, I'll be playing these other games. I got a whole big-ass backlog, so it's fine by me. What about you? I don't know. Like, there's there's almost like a lack of newer stuff to play. I feel like, so maybe I'll be tempted to get cyberpunk on the 10th. I don't know. Um, I think I'm going to wait for reviews for that one. I got a bad feeling in the pit of my stomach about that game. I feel like it's not going to be good. What? It's cyberpunk. Been, it's been so overhype over promise. Here, here's the thing. If it was they done by, a, if it was done by a different company, a company that didn't do Witcher 3, which, by the way, I had no interest in the Witcher series at all until Witcher 3 came out. I was like, let me try this game. And I obsessed over Witcher 3. I love Witcher 3. Like, I put so much time in that game. I'm probably going to play it again because they have patches in uh, out for it that I haven't. I never played through. I am not worried, um, mainly because that company is is handling it. So I'm actually excited. I'm not worried. I'm very worried. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I got a bad feeling. Uh, the, like Jano was saying, the game has been delayed a ton of times. They got big star power behind it. It is. It has been hyped like crazy, and I've just been burned so bad before from great developers too, who have like had like these like huge promises and stuff like that. Uh, I forget what I was reading, but like like the length of the game and it's like, ah, I didn't even play any of the story yet or something like that. And now it's just like, ah, no, again, so we'll, I'm not, we'll I'm not see. worried about playing it on the 10th. You know, I'm waiting anyway. Yeah. So I'm not that worried about it. Like I, I I'm going to be excited for when it, by the time I get around to it, it's probably going to have the game of year edition anyway, or however long it takes them to get that patch out. So, um, yeah, I mean, yes, we do play games here on, on, uh, on gadget cast. We were talking about we do play games doing like a members only live stream for uh for like gaming and stuff we gotta we just, travis and i have to figure out a game to play on xbox because well there's a couple there's one that i'll play with you right right away it's uh it's it's cross compatible with pc xbox and x cloud which means you can play it on your pc on your xbox or on your android phone through the cloud and it saves across all three it's first of all wow <laughs> i mean that's pretty amazing and it's co-op and it's super fun it's called, and it's on X, it's on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, it's already free. It's called uh, something rock something. Xbox Game Pass. It's like, uh, it's rock something. I love it. It's a great game. It's a first person shooter with, uh, it's like you're mining at the same time that you're shooting. It's so fun. I think it would be great. If someone in the chat knows what it is, uh, put it in the chat. It's rock something. 
the, the name is terrible though. That's the only problem. Rock, uh, game pass. Rock game. It's called Rock. Damn it. Oh, Deep Rock Galactic. Up to four player co-op, lots of fun. You're a dwarf, which is always fun. You can, uh, you can, you know, up level your stuff. It's lots of fun. I think we should play that first. We should play it on Twitch, on our Twitch streams. And, uh, you know, see what else, see what else happens. Um, really fun. Lots of fun. I'd be down for that. Uh, speaking <clears throat> of Xbox stuff, uh, I, I was looking real quick because I know I got this deal at Best Buy, but I see it's still up on Target. It's actually a better deal. I'm, I'm kind of mad. But uh, if you want Xbox Game Pass, three months, Ultimate, it's the Ultimate, so it comes with uh, Live and uh, Game Pass, $20 for three months on Target. So, like, stack up on some codes and, like... So I bought those. I bought a couple of those. Uh, I'm going to give you another hack. Keep an eye, go to like Amazon or something and find the EA pass, the 12 month EA um, pass. Now, as I told you before, EA is merged with Game Pass. Mm. Um, here's something that people don't know. They convert, but they convert at a different number. So the 12 months converts to four months. So basically if you buy a 12 month card for like 25 bucks, you're basically getting four months for the price of this three month deal. So right now I bought a couple of those. I, you just want to wait for those to go on sale right now. They're $30. You just wait for those to go on sale and then grab a bunch of those and then um, add them to your thing. And you actually convert them to four months. So I found that on slick deals. I've done that as well. So yeah, it's been, it's been, it's Very been great. Nice. I've been cashing all that stuff in. Yeah. If you, if you play any sort of games on PlayStation or Xbox, never pay full price for no. PS plus or Xbox live every black Friday, every year I've been playing these systems. It's always the same thing. You get, those uh you get that at least like twenty dollars off every year never ever pay full price for those memberships just get ready for black friday and i think with both services you can stack them too so get like yep. two years like just sit comfortable every black friday you'll always get that uh deal to renew i always stack up on like a couple every black friday and it's i've never paid full price for those services which is good because you want to save money uh, on playstation 2 if you have PS Plus, they have like a bunch of like their greatest hits. It's almost like a Game Pass kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have some really excellent games on PS Plus. This this really has shaped up to be like, even like the new systems and stuff, the value you get out of these services are pretty excellent. Um, mm -hmm. I, I was actually surprised to see how much value PlayStation was delivering with their uh, Plus subscription after using Game Pass. And yeah, I, Game Pass has more titles but like the caliber of games you get on PS Plus are really good for the price point. So definitely get both of those services. If you have a next gen system, you'll be playing a lot of games. Um, yeah, I still need to play more Xbox, honestly. Uh, I, I got the Series X recently. Oh, it came in? Yeah, it came in. <clears throat> I've just been so busy. I took it out of the box. I put it in my entertainment center. <laughs> I, I haven't plugged it in. So I took it out of the box. <laughs> I put it in my entertainment center. I haven't plugged it in. I've just been like staring at it going, I need to like play this because I was playing. You need to do the, the updates too. Yeah, you need to just playing, set it up. Just I was playing the, the S for a while and I was very underwhelmed by the S. I think I'm going to end up returning the S because I really mm -hmm. was underwhelmed by it. I think it was like over promised to me because I thought like, Oh, it'll be like 1440p. That's like the only compromise. 
And I remember getting into an argument with Andrew Edwards before it even shipped. And Andrew Edwards was like, no, it's going to it's gonna be the same game. It's just 1440p. And I'm like, no, no, Andrew, I've, I've like been through like so many console generations. I know like it's not powerful enough to handle those games with, with the specs it has. And sure enough, like every like launch article I read about, it, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not even at 1080p. It's at like 900p and it's like 30 frames per second. I'm like, all right, I knew it. I knew yeah. it. <laughs> Like, don't. yeah, if you ever if you ever want to get in a super nerd, uh, uh, you go to Digital Foundry. Yes, they they uh, slice and dice everything. And they've done the last couple of games across S. They even did an S video and they really explain it. It, it is barely a 1080p machine on the next generation games, which is kind of disappointing. Of course, I don't care because I got the X. But yeah, uh, but yeah, it's uh, definitely not not what has been basically promised. Yes. So I, I was thinking like, maybe I'll keep the S cause it's like a secondary console cause I have a PS five, but it's like, you know what? I don't want any compromises no. and the storage is awful. It, it's a five twelve gigabyte drive, but then like 324 of it is useful. So it's like you download like three games and it's like, all right, that's it. So I'm pretty sure the S is getting returned. I, I got like a longer period to exchange it cause of the holidays. I do have a gaming channel where I do have to make content. People keep reminding <clears throat> me. I think I'm gonna make the I'm gonna make the classic video where I'm like, do not buy this thing. So yeah, you, get you excited need to, yeah, for yeah, that. I'm gonna get my value out of that. I'm gonna be like, you know what? I got some thoughts about this. You don't see that from Greg too often, but we're gonna get savage over on that gaming channel it. when the content I love it. <clears throat> when the content comes out. I was yeah, really disappointed because I was planning like, all right, when these consoles launch, you're going to see so much gaming content from me. <laughs> but then like Apple is like, ah, we're going to announce like everything like these months. And I've just been like too busy to do it. And listen, if I did, if I did content on that channel, like I got to, you know, this is my full-time gig. So I wouldn't be even making money off those videos at, at, at the start. So, but uh, I got to get around to doing that before the new year or else I'll be really disappointed. Um, so I haven't really been playing too much Xbox. I was trying to play like through like Halo and stuff like that on Game Pass. But PS5, I have been playing a lot of. Uh, I've been playing through Spider-Man Miles Morales. What a fun game that is. What a great launch title. Um, I've seen some people have like graphical glitches. I think I've seen Viper mentioned on Twitter a lot. I saw him in the chat. He's been having his PS5 like freeze up a lot on like certain games. I've been lucky so far that I haven't had that happen to me once or any launch issues. And it's not just Viper. I've read other people having these issues. So I'm very lucky there. Uh, Miles Morales is a lot of fun. Uh, I, I think I talked about before how I was disappointed, though, that it, it like already, you know, first game of the next generation. It's like, all right, do you want to run this in 30 frames per second or 60 frames per second? Meanwhile, the box is like mm. 8K <laughs> gaming at 120 frames per second. I'm like, that's never happening. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for uh, the false advertising. But well, actually, Call of Duty does have 120 hertz for mode, which is crazy to think, considering right. how good that game looks. Right. I got a good Call of Duty then. Damn, darn. Yeah, I mean, uh, it looks really, literally. I saw. I watched Digital Foundry's breakdown on it. They were like, yeah, we're kind of surprised by this. <laughs> all right. Call of Duty, you're getting added to the cart tonight. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Spider-Man's really good. Still playing through that campaign. Uh, I was playing through Last of Us Part 2 again. I still haven't beat it. But I was playing on my PS5. Things were running smoothly there. Still a fun game. Still really good. But uh, today, or last night, I should say, I was like, ah, I want to try like another game. Another launch title for PS5 was Demon Souls. Now, Demon Souls, if you don't know, it's uh, a Souls game. There's also Dark Souls, which is like the spiritual successor to Demon Souls. And they're like supposed to be like really tough games to beat. Like they're supposed to be like punishingly. Have you heard of these games, Travis? Like, you know what I'm talking about? 
I haven't. I I think maybe I've heard the name, but I don't okay. know anything about it. So it's like uh, it, it's a little bit strange, like the premise of the game. But basically, you're in like a medieval setting, fighting like demons and stuff like that with like swords and arrows and whatever. Um, and it's extremely difficult, and it's very unforgiving. So if you like, there like you collect like souls to like level up and stuff like that. And if you die, you lose all that. And mm. the game like doesn't tell you like, hey, if you die, you can go back to like where you died and collect that stuff. It doesn't even tell you that in the game. Like I discovered that like later on in the game, like, oh man, like when I died, I missed out on like leveling up like all this stuff. Um, but like basic enemies can like give you trouble. And like if you play a lot of video games, you know, like you run into like basic enemies and they're they're like kind of like a joke. It's like, okay, mm. waiting for the boss fight. Like you run into like a regular enemy and it's like, ooh, I don't want to cross him. This guy's tough. So I've been playing through that. And I kind of got addicted to it. So I, I, I've had a lot of like work to do. And like I was just playing it last night. I was playing it this morning. I was grinding. Uh, and I like really like it. I think it'd be a fun game to stream because it is yeah. so frustrating and so hard <laughs> so i feel like people will get enjoyment out of you just like dying all the time um so i gotta get my streaming setup redone and i think i'm gonna do that i had i i want to get hdr when i stream <clears throat> and <throat> my capture card doesn't do it so i've i've not been streaming ps5 because i'm like nah i want my hdr i want all my enjoyment i paid for this setup i'm not i'm not sacrificing my quality yeah uh, but I got a new capture card on the way that does 4K HDR pass through. So hey now, it's gonna be fun. Demon Souls, highly recommend it if you like tough games, uh, RPG style, level up, fun, hmm. fun stuff. Travis, sounds good. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely get into more streaming stuff hopefully soon. Um, we're oh, I actually thought we were further towards the end than before, but we just spent a lot of time in beforecast. I actually realized that the show itself isn't that long. Um, so yeah, from the gaming perspective, lots of cool things out there. You don't have to spend a lot of money. I'm still so disappointed in my, my internet cap. You don't understand. Like I was actually going to download a couple more games to try. Now, I guess I only need to get through November. So for right now, what's that? Two days, three days, two and a half days. And I'm not you going got, to be, you got like a what? day after today. Day. So, so and they're, they're not going to charge me. So maybe I should just download everything. They say they're they're, they're Maybe actually that's the, that's actually the, the move. Yeah, Download <laughs> everything you need to tomorrow. Get that, get that up. Start putting the downloads in. Yeah. Just, just predict everything that you need to download. And just get it now while download I can. Because like of, Netflix movies, just go crazy. Just everything. So I don't have to worry about it. Um, yeah, that's nuts. I'm still, I, I'm going to look up unlimited after that. Cause that's just annoying to me. Uh, whatever. Anyway. Um, iPhone. Oh, excuse me. iPhone 12 Let's Pro Max. I did a video. Let's talk. Yeah. About it. I saw you posting so, stuff on Twitter, yeah. like the camera lights and all that stuff. So How yeah, still it? unsure. Still unsure. So for those of you who didn't see, uh, you'll actually have to watch the, I'm doing it right now with my, you know what, you know what I can do here? Actually, funny enough, I can use my iPhone as another camera and then switch it for the live stream. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to switch out to my iPhone, so hopefully you can see, or maybe you won't be able to see it because it doesn't, oh yeah, you can kind of see this thing. Okay, so here's what's gonna happen. So for those of you in the audio podcast, I highly recommend that you uh, watch the um, the YouTube uh, video because I'm gonna try to use my iPhone right now as a camera. Let's see, is it connected yet? Um, 
And the reason why is because I came across a problem that apparently no one else is having. And that's when I take a picture at night uh, with, um, all right, let me try this right now. I take a picture at night with the iPhone. It gets this really black, really bad. Um, I don't even know. How, what would you call that? I mean, you saw it, right? Like the graininess or the lens flares? The lens flares. Yeah. So I'm oh, still trying to connect anyway. Um, and I had this, it is bad on mine. So go watch my video on YouTube. It's bad. And no one else could seem to, and I can't get my camera to come up. Anyway, no one else could seem to, no one else apparently has this problem, which is kind of weird. People were, a lot of people were like, oh, it's grease on your, bro. It's not grease. I, I literally, I literally wipe my after, before every shot, every shot, literally. Um, I, I was almost offended. That. I mean, people are trying to help, but I'm like, come on, come on, son. You got grease on your camera. Uh, yeah, it's not grease on my camera. Okay. Some dude was talking about eating chicken. I'm like, bro, no. Um, and I don't know, but that's what it looks like. So I technically, and in fairness, that actually is what it looks like. And um, it, it's, it's, I don't know what else to say about it. You saw the pictures, right? Yes. Have you tried a similar test? Because uh, um, some people on Twitter did, and they did not have the same issue I had. Um, no, like I, I want to go purposely try it out and I want to go take my 11 pro and, and kind of do a comparison like you were doing. Um, my results from when I was using the pro max a lot, I really like the photos out of it. So I didn't notice anything like, oh my God, these look bad. Your photos look bad. Like right out of, like I saw them. I'm like, that looks, that's the pro max. That's really bad. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't notice any of that. But at the same time, I couldn't really give you like super up to date stuff because I'm I'm still using my mini a lot. Um, mm. So I haven't returned to the Pro Max ever since I did my initial video on it. But I, I'm interested when I go back and revisit the Pro Max, I'm going to definitely test out those camera situations more. I got to find an area like you where where there was like a ton of light. So you can't see the problem. So I'm showing myself on YouTube right now. No, I can see it. But do you see that little secondary thing? Now that's not even that's not even what I'm talking about. The ghosting is crazy yeah. though. Look at that. Is that normal? Does everyone see ghosts? So I don't know if it's my lens or what, but that right there. Now I actually think that's part of the technology. I think it's ghosting like that for a reason. But uh, what an interesting phenomenon here. Now I don't have any other phone to test this on to see if that's something. Oh, you don't have this software either. You should get this software and test it out to see if it happens on anything other than the Pro Max. Oh, now, the reason why- I got it. I got the software. The, I bought it. Oh, okay, try it, try it. Try it, try it. Because here's the thing. The Pro Max does have a different, um, it does have a different camera setup than the Pro or the 12. So that's why we're kind of, that's why we say, well, you can't, you gotta try it on a different phone because it's a different, different camera. So anyway, it's kind of weird. Well, uh, I set you, this up, so. Okay. Yes, like I am. But uh, I noticed ghosting when I po point at my light, so I don't think that's it either. Um, that was noticeable in the screen. But yeah, the, the flares and stuff were really bad. And then just like the um, the detail in some of the photos, like the Pro Max was like beating it. So it was it was a weird test. I wonder if, I wonder if there is like you would never know like if like I got a defective camera. Like you would really never know if if yeah. you had one, which is kind of weird to think about. I know if you like take it into an Apple store, they can like run like a diagnostic on it and maybe they could tell you like, oh yeah, actually uh, this is broken. But I don't know, it's very interesting. I wonder what they would say. Like, hey, if you run a diagnostic on this, like what, is there anything wrong with it? Um, yeah, I think um, what I'm gonna do is, um, 
I'm going to take more pictures. If you just go to my last video, you'll see all the example shots. They're in there. Um, and by the way, oh yeah. So now someone's asking if you're, cause I saw a couple of people saying that now with a mask on face ID works. Mine does not work with my mask on. Yeah. Mine, mine still works. I think it's only with this mask though. And, um, <clears throat> someone like contacted me and said something about the material in here allows for like the IR to pass through and that's why it's mm. working. But yeah. yeah, mine worked, but it, it used to not work on that mask. So I, I thought it was like face ID, like learning my face and going, Hey, yeah. Whenever he's something's different here. Cause face ID is supposed to do that. It's supposed to learn your face over time and change. Mm. Cause your face naturally changes over time. You grow facial hair. Like there's different things that happen. And when, when Apple pitched face ID, they said it learns your face over time and it stores all that data on the phone. So I thought it just learned that I was wearing a mask eventually and that maybe with like the latest phones uh, or a software update, they made it a little bit more forgiving with face masks. Um, I like, I like that it unlocks with face masks. That was like my biggest problem with the modern iPhones. Like I like, I like face ID a lot, but there's no way around it. Like during like this pandemic, like you have to wear a mask and touch ID is way more convenient in those instances. So yeah. I was very happy that it started working again because it's been rough, like using your iPhone in the store. And it's like, oh my God, I got to enter my password every time. Yeah, it's, um, uh, well, I mean, we'll have to, obviously this is something that no one could have guessed before the year started that you'd almost have to go backwards and bring touch ID or something yeah. similar back to the forefront or and just it might, like, you know, who knows, like in like a year, like if everything goes well, this could be a way and you might never see an event like this for like the next hundred years. And it's like, do you like, does Apple go, mm -hmm. well, if it does happen again, this was such a bad experience. Do we put touch ID on our next phones anyway? Just because like, maybe we should prepare for this type of world. So maybe. on the Android side of things, it's, they've been pretty much most uh, Android manufacturers have both available to you. Face ID of some sort, fa uh, you know, face uh, kind of unlock and something else. Um, oh, okay. Gwendolyn says MKBHD has an, a similar thing. Seven minutes, 10 seconds in his Pro Max talks about uh, lens flare. So good. So I'm not the only one. Um, I think um, definitely make sure you check out my video just to see the, the examples. But it's good that I'm not the only one. Having said all that, um, I, I feel like the answer is a hybrid is face ID along with some type of touch, uh, fingerprint sensor-ish type thing. Now, we, is that going to happen for Apple? I, I don't know. I think our world has changed in a way that's, I don't know, I don't think the genie's out of the bottle. Like just the same way that after 9-11, we go through airports completely differently now. Everything's, you know, now we're used to it now. Um, I think there's gonna be a lot of that that's gonna be similar now and we have to adjust accordingly. I hope not. I, I can't tell you how depressing it is to see all these stores close and all this other stuff, but. I think there's certain aspects of this that are never going to, where we are changed forever. It is, it's lasted too long for us not to be changed forever. Agreed. Uh, I think behaviors will change. I think, I think the virtual stuff, I think a lot of it will keep being virtual because even if this goes away and again, like events like this, if you look throughout history, they happen, they're usually spaced out pretty far apart to the point where like you, you forget about them, right? Like, Oh my God, that yeah. happened a hundred years ago. That's never going to happen in my time. And then it happens in your time. Yep. Uh, but people also learn from those things. And a lot of the things that you do, a lot of traditions that you do today stem back from problems people had in the past. So I think you're going to see a lot of stuff move virtually because even if we ever have this again, well, one of the reasons why there were such big outbreaks was because there were, you know, people gathered in like 20,000 things and like, oh my God, like that's what caused the outbreak. Uh, so I, th I think 
people are going to want to do their due diligence and kind of be more safe, uh, especially for people at like the top uh, who, who, who like run these companies and stuff. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Touch ID and face ID. I think anyway, I think it's a, it's an easy sell for Apple. Cause it's like, well, some, you know, acknowledge the truth. Like I love face ID. I think it's better than touch ID, honestly. Um, but there are times like, Hey, like my face is blocked off. And if I just had a fingerprint reader, it would unlock or, uh, same thing for touch ID. If I'm wearing a glove, I can't use touch ID. Oh, but face ID would work. So you'd have both yeah. methods to unlock. And then what I think Apple should really do is they should have a little setting that goes, Hey, you want to be super secure face unlock and touch ID at the same time. And you, and then what I would love for them to do is if you have both of those methods, one of the things that really annoys me whenever you like reboot your iPhone is that it's like, Oh, enter your password again, do this again. Like we had to mm -hmm. reset face ID. We had to reset touch ID. And it does that a couple of times. Like even if you don't yeah. like use like your device for a while, yep. it'll like reset. Yep. I, if they had both options, I would love for them to be like, okay, you don't have to enter your password, but we need a face scan and touch ID at the same time. And yeah. that would be awesome. I would be so down for that. I agree with that. And just to kind of briefly touch on this, um, the I'm getting used to the uh, iPhone 12 Pro Max. I still think it's too wide. Uh, not everyone agrees with me, but that's okay. Um, I uh, I do like the, the phone. Uh, the battery life is just as good as it ever was. Um, I, I like the color somewhat. Um, I, I like a lot about it. Listen, at the end of the day, it's just another iPhone. And um, it's hard to get super excited about it, but it's such a workhorse and does so much stuff. If I can figure out this camera thing, then I'm golden. I'm really have you, golden. Have you noticed any difference uh, in, in RAM management with six gigabytes? I've had a lot of people ask me that and I haven't noticed it yet. I need to do the one or two things that yeah. used to happen to me all the time. In other words, I need to use Sirius XM a little bit more often than I have been. Cause that was one of the, the apps that kept closing. I think that's just a bad app. A hundred percent is for various reasons it is, but I mean, yes. not just that, like that was one of the ones that kept like yes. just dropping out of Ram. And I want to see if that has anything to do with it. If it does great, if it doesn't awesome, I suspect it's better. Cause why else would they put it in there? Apple doesn't do things just for the sake of doing them. If nothing else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, in general, I haven't noticed any kind of, there's nothing that's happening that's making me go, oh, I wish this, you know, worked differently. It's, it's iOS. We kind of know, we kind of know how it works and I, I've not had any problems. Uh, it does seem like the optimized phone for iOS 14, I'm, not to say that any other phone doesn't work great in iOS 14. I think everything does. But it just feels like the right OS for this particular phone. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Genosis is saying in the chat that six gigabytes is awesome. His apps stay loaded for days now. Yeah, I'm like Travis. Like, I, I don't know. I've been switching between uh, the normal version and the pro version so much. I felt like I would notice more of a difference, but honestly, I really haven't. And that's a good thing too, by the way, because, you know, four gigabytes of RAM, you might hear that and go, oh my God, that's pretty low, especially mm -hmm. if you're coming from Android. But I got to say, it's still running pretty well, uh, even on like the non-pro phones. I've... Uh, I've gone completely pretty much to the mini. Um, I thought battery life would, would eventually break me and I'd go back to the Pro Max, which by the way, battery life is like Travis said, it's just, it's fantastic. It's so good. Um, but I, I've been using the mini. The battery is worse, but honestly, I've been making it through the end of the day. What I did to get through the end of the day, by the way, was turn off 5G because when I had 5G on, I would never make it to the end of the day. And I turn that off and I've been doing pretty good. Um, I started using uh, my iPad more than I would 
as a consequence of like going to a smaller phone, it's like, well, I'll pick up the big screen where before it's like, I'm lazy. I'm not going to get my iPad from the other side of the room. I'll just be on my Pro Max and stuff like that. So there's definitely like weaknesses and disadvantages, but I really, I do like the small phone. I, and I, I see a lot of people on Twitter <clears throat> coming to like similar conclusions. I do have small hands, by the way. I always say that. I really do. Like I saw like Aaron Zolo and he's like, ah, oh, the, the 12 Pro Max isn't big for me. And he has like his like fingers like touching each other, like wrapping around. I, I could like barely do that with like the mini. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, <laughs> like, I'm like, geez, like those are like monster hands. Like, all right. Uh, I know like MKBHD has like big hands and stuff like that too. So he always says that with his phones, but I really yeah. like the mini. Um, I, I, yeah. So it's, it's been weird. I really do need to test the Pro Max out more though. Uh, I've I used it for like the initial week that I got it and then like I've just been on the mini ever since and I need to do update it review on the mini and then I'll probably switch back over to the Pro Max to see what that experience is like. Yeah, um, there was a question chat about uh, why uh, Android eats through RAM. I think it's because they are allowed to because there's so much RAM on Android devices yeah. that devs and app manufacturers are just like, okay, I mean, whatever. Like well, on iPhone, you know you have this much RAM all the time your base is like four gigs or whatever which is the vast majority of phones out there uh, and android um even the lower version like the cheap version of phones have like four gigs and then it just goes up from there so i think they're just allowed to to manage it slightly different it doesn't mean that it's worse it's just the differences are there you know it's yeah i think the i think the 350 dollars pixel 4a has six gigabytes of ram so yeah it's crazy i mean like it's... that's like the stuff you're dealing with android but travis is right like they have more RAM, so as a developer, you know, to like you can be like really inefficient with an app and it will take as much RAM as it wants. And if you have the RAM, it'll run fine. But you there's you can be more efficient with your code and stuff like that and not bloat your app. And that's that's what Travis is saying. Like iOS developers know, all right, we got four gigabytes of RAM. Uh, there's like a hundred million of these phones out there, or whatever, more than that, but whatever. Like a ton of these phones out there. People are gonna be using our app on this phone. We have to make sure it runs really well. So people will optimize their app to run for that lower amount of RAM. But on Android, they know like, all right, we can, whatever, don't spend the extra time optimizing that. Just let it go and hog up some RAM, whatever. It can handle it. So it's kind of like this different philosophy there. But I, you know, I'm for more RAM all the time anyway. And I'm, all I'm time, glad the pros day. at least have six. <laughs> so I, I wanna real quick, uh, before we wrap it up, um, just mention that, the Super Show, I can't remember if we talked about this in the forecast or the, the real show, um, where we live stream across all of our um, channels. Uh, it'll probably be the same day that we do the call-in, where we have or where we call people. Hmm. So what I'd like to do, because that just makes sense, right? I think that makes it part of a fun part yes. of the stream. So why don't we do this? If you want us to call you during that show, which we don't have a date set yet, but we will, go ahead and email us your phone number and your name. Um, now, the thing is, we're going to call it whatever time we do our live stream. So we don't know if you live somewhere where you're at work or something, I'm sorry, we'll leave you a voicemail, but we can only call when we can call. We're only going to call once, but feel free to email us. Uh, there's a link in the description as well as in the show notes for our email address. Just send us your phone number, your name. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll call you live on the show, uh, during that super stream. That'll be fun. Uh, Bob recommended Christmas day. 
I, I love you all, but no, I'm not working on Christmas Day. Sorry, guys. <laughs> my, I'm doing a birthday live stream, which my birthday is the day after, but I don't think that's going to be the same thing as this. I think this is something separate. So I mean, maybe I'd call on my own. Maybe I'd call someone random and be like, happy Christmas, but to dedicate a whole show to it. No, I mean, we'll do it like a, maybe a New Year's or something like that. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, listen, I think we're about to wrap up here. Just want to give a big shout out to Luke Miani's dad. Big listener. Oh, yeah. That's you. right. Luke Miani apparently listens to the show. That's a funny. It's interesting to hear how relatives of ours are finding the show. Apparently, um, the week that Luke was on just a couple of weeks ago, his dad came across GadgetCast and then <laughs> found Luke on it. He had no idea. So, uh, hey, to Luke Miani's dad. Hope that he's uh, doing well. And every other family member that watches the show, which so is kind of a th weird thing to say. This is a test because I want to see if Luke gets back to me and says, my dad yeah. said you shouted him out. So <laughs> this is a test to see if Luke is uh, telling me the truth or if he's just, you know. And this is a deep cut. We're at the end of the show. So that's a deep yeah. cut right there. You'd have to be listening pretty deep for that. Yeah, he has to be like a super fan. But, you super know, maybe fan. he got, maybe he's like, oh, this is like a console episode and he didn't make it. So I'm going to yeah. shout him out at the beginning of next episode if I don't hear anything back. <laughs> we're going to test this theory. We're testing the theory every week. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. He's Greg. I'm Travis. This is GadgetCast. We'll see you next week.